Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. If you're listening to this show, then I know you're a person who cares about their liberty. There's also a good chance you're tired of waiting around for political change, tired of being duped by political parties like the LP, filling you with hope and then never coming through. If you're ready to take matters into your own hands, then I want to tell you about a new community called the Nomad Network. The Nomad Network is the number one community for liberty-minded people just like you who want to create freedom in their lifetime by focusing on entrepreneurship, investment, and income mobility. I first met Jason Stapleton, the founder of the Nomad Network, almost two years ago when I was a guest on his podcast, and he has now recently been a guest on my podcast for episode 172. From the moment I met him until today, I have been impressed with the practical, no BS approach he takes to helping people to navigate the world of entrepreneurship. So whether you have an existing business, are looking to start one, or simply want to network with other like-minded people, the Nomad Network is the place for you. And the best part is it's free to join. Just go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash network right now to see what everyone is talking about. That's expatmoneyshow.com forward slash network to get your free account today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikkel Thorpe, and this is the Expat Money Show. Today's guest is the co-founder of Nomad Soulmates, a community for single digital nomads, remote workers, and location-independent professionals. She's fully invested in making an impact that will reach nomads the world over. As a nomad herself, she believes that even though dating as a nomad comes with its own unique challenges, it is absolutely possible to find meaningful friendship and a like-minded person who wants to wander the world together. Please welcome to the show, Aline Daman. Aline, how are you? Hi, thank you so much, Miguel. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I'm really excited about this one. You know, when I came across your app and saw what it was doing, I think I was reading it on a match where we find guests and things like that. And I read your description about the app and I was like, this is amazing. I have to have you on the show. I have to pick your brain about all of these types of things. I think it's super, super exciting because I remember what it was like to be a single man and how trying to find a partner overseas is definitely, as you said, its own unique challenge. But I guess before we kind of get into the app and the business and all of these types of things, why don't you take a minute and kind of walk us through your backstory? How did you become a digital nomad? Why did you see that there was a place for this app? I want to hear it all. (laughs) Sure. Okay. So I'll 
to take you back around six years from now when I started my journey as a nomad myself. And yeah, I really, I just bumped into an article that was all about working remotely. And you know, I knew back then that my passion is traveling already, but I just didn't really knew what I want to do with my life. And uh, it was about that time I should have decided or most of my friends back in school, they, you know, started studying and I don't know, something I, I really wanted to invest my time into something that I knew I want to build on further. And I was so confused, to be honest, because I just really didn't know. But when I bumped into this article, somehow, you know, when you just feel it, sometimes you read something or you hear about an idea you just feel that you have to go this path it was really weird but this really hooked me this this type of lifestyle the idea of traveling and working remotely and so yeah and so I was not knowing anything really about about all of it I did a lot of research and I found out that you can you know with not much or it's I assumed I don't really have much work experience yet, so uh, I could at least start as a virtual assistant. And so I stepped into VA things and I started freelancing and I met a lot of people in a conference where I just wanted to, you know, maybe meet some business partners or new clients and really also get to know the people behind the blogs and podcasts that I was listening to. That was super exciting for the first time to meet other remote workers, something I wanted for myself and get the ideas on. So this is how it all started. And I still live with my parents and was very hard actually, because you have very different views of life. I didn't want to start university, especially when I found out about this. I wanted to have my own business. Then I understood more and more. I have an entrepreneur spirit. And yeah. So about this conference, it was actually the starting point of Nomad Soulmates, where I met all these people and I understood, oh man, this lifestyle back five, six years ago, it wasn't that much of a hype. But you could definitely see that people enjoy having their freedom, enjoy being their own captain of their lives. And I wanted that for myself. And I was pretty convinced that younger people may want to live that way as well and not being trapped in that nine to five role and and pursue someone else's dream. So I just saw a lot of empowerment in this. And I guess that is why I love it so much. And at this conference, I also realized how many people were single and solo traveling. And it was interesting because I immediately, those questions arise. Well, how do we, you know, if I see this as the future of work, then how can we combine this with personal life? How can we have families that want to travel? How can we find a partner? How can we sustain meaningful relationships? Because, I mean, I was backpacking a lot back um, a year before that. And I knew that it's really fun. And for me, it was always, I'm a bit more extroverted too. For me, it was quite easy to make new connections. But then how do you make them meaningful and how do they last? So those are questions that arise there. And I had many conversations. And so they were like, yeah, there was just an app for it. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
and, and nobody really took action. And it probably was also still early. I don't think too many people um, had hope. And um, I got criticized a lot as well back then that I was way too early with this idea. I should wait until there's critical mass. But I didn't really care. I just wanted to find a solution for it. And, you know, I knew that I believe in the lifestyle. And so I knew that eventually there will be enough people. And, yeah, so this is how it all got started. So nowadays you're living in Bali full time or this is just a stop on the digital nomad path and you continue to travel as you're building your business and creating your app? Well, I would say I'm living here now for almost three years or so. Maybe even like it's always an on and off. We always travel in between, but it's definitely a home base. When I first started as a remote worker, as a VA back then, I definitely traveled a lot more. I went to Thailand, Vietnam, Australia, you, you name it, a lot in Asia. And that is also how I got to Bali. And I was a bit tired <laughs> and I feel <laughs> maybe you relate. I'm not sure, but I got a bit tired of traveling and I really wanted to buy plants and, you know, <laughs> have, have a bit of a home feeling again. Wanted community. I guess this is the number one thing everyone is looking for as a, as a nomad. So yeah, I was seeking this too. And then in Bali, I met my partner. And he's from Indonesia and he never heard about remote working, like about digital nomads and things like that. And so, but he himself quit his job shortly after we met and started his own tourism business in Indonesia. So we were kind of the same spirit and yeah, so we took it from there and, but we still live in Indonesia. So with the goal to travel, however, we're both feeling the travel back right now again. So who knows, maybe next year, two years from now, we may hit the road again. <laughs> and so do you consider yourself a digital nomad, even though you have a home base and you've kind of not planted roots, but have somewhere where you actually have a home and somewhere to go back to? Yeah, sometimes I'm cringing a bit at the term digital nomad because I consider myself more a global citizen or maybe even an expat right now here in, in Bali. It's it's I don't think I'm a nomad at this point. It's just that, you know, if it's a label that everybody seems to understand. And so that's why I'm using it. But uh, yeah, I'm more stable here right now, for sure. Well, I definitely understand that because I have the exact same cringe of the the different terminology <laughs> and everything like that. Like that's why I've always called myself an expat. I've lived overseas. I incorporate myself into the community. I have a home, but at the same time, I have an online business and I travel. I travel a lot, and we're go go go. And we have a, my whole family travels with me, and so it's like, am I a digital nomad? I want my digital nomad community to know that. You know, I do understand what it's like to be a digital nomad. I guess I just always think of myself as an expat because I always have a home in the country that I live in. And then I do kind of what I affectionately call the hub and spoke model. I use that as a base and I travel out from there and then I come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. Do you travel with your entire family, you say? That's really nice. It's inspiring, actually. I do. I have, my wife is from China. 
So we have two kids together, two beautiful children. My daughter is five and my son is like, I guess, six, seven months. And my daughter has been to 15 countries, speaks three languages. And oh, wow. my son was born overseas. Both my kids were born overseas. My daughter was born in the Middle East. My son was born in Brazil. We live in Panama. I even have my mother travel with me. My mom's lived with me for the last like four years, maybe four or five years. And she travels around the world with us. So I've taken her to Uganda and Kenya and uh, all over Asia and Italy and Switzerland and the UK and I don't know, a whole bunch of places she's traveled with us. So Costa Rica, all over Latin America. So you can do it as a family. It's awesome. possible. It's great to see those examples. Yeah. Well, I think you can also see why I was so excited to have you on this show because it's like, you know, this, I get all this all the time and maybe you can relate. I don't know. But friends, family members, society says to you, oh, that's great, Aline. You're traveling now. Do it while you're young because when you want to have a family or have a partner or build a business or advance your career, you're going to have to settle down. And like... I don't know if you get this question. I got this question a heap and I was like, well, watch me. I'll show you yeah. how it's done. <laughs> great. Great. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I got, I received those messages a lot when I was still working at my dad's firm. I had a very boring job, you know, just, I was saving up money so I can backpack. And it was so sad because everyone there, first of all, hated their job. And then, Second of all, they were like, yeah, first of all, don't land the job that I landed, but go go travel and do it differently, but do it now because later you cannot anymore. And it's like, ah, this is so depressing. And this is probably one of the reasons I feel like this nomad lifestyle really empowers people. And I really hope that it, I'm happy actually that it became this hype and probably through Corona, it accelerated and gave traditional firms the opportunity to have a slice of you know a peek into that idea of working remotely and giving their workers more freedom but I, on the yeah I, I really hope that it goes more and more into that direction that it's just more normal well i would say that it will and is i can also tell you that this is sustainable i have been doing this for 21 years straight now traveling non-stop around the world living overseas so trust me don't listen to all the naysayers you can Thank do you. this if you want if it makes sense for you absolutely you can so okay so let's get into the business a little bit I understand you went to the conference, you saw all these types of things, you saw all these singles, but that's still a big jump from deciding that's what you wanted to build your business. Can we dig into that a little bit more on why an app, why a, a dating app, if you can call it, or like, I'm, I'm curious about this kind of moment or this realization of why you decided this needs to be done. And I can pinpoint it to the moment why and when I decided this has to go forward. So I'm not a developer myself, right? And back then I had no team. I had just myself, myself and like an idea. And back then I always wanted an app. I was sure of it. But, you know, you have to take baby steps uh, to get there. It was just really important back then to know, okay, this is my vision for it. But I, what I did was I started 
a Facebook group. And Facebook wasn't really big on groups back then. There were more pages orientated still. But, you know, it was the only way for me to gather people and nomads, they hang out on Facebook. So that was the easiest way for me to get something started. And it took me also, I mean, I, it was not like I came back from the conference and I started this. No, it was me actually being afraid of all the things. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not sure. Should I go for it? Or like, what is it like to even date and then... I mean, to bring singles together, I had no idea how to run a Facebook group, nothing. And so it was, there were still internal issues, I guess, before I could take that step. But then, you know, you see a problem, you just can't look away from it. And you've seen people's reactions, just talking to them. And I was always a bit interested in how men work in their minds and how women work and how this all you know how we communicate with each other so I was like well maybe I should just go for it and see what happens and so well I started this group and then I shared it in a few related groups I think I was shared it for example in the digital nomad for world like the the world group where everyone is and some other subgroups and within just a couple of hours, my Facebook group was flooded with people who wanted to join. And I was like, wow, okay, that is really something, I think. And I was already considering to put the VA thing on my on the nail because I knew, oh, this is uh, very, very exciting that other people really feel excited with me about this idea. And within just a, a week or so, we had four or 500 people in this Facebook group. And I really did not know what to do, but I knew we were on something, you know. <laughs> and yeah, so it all went from there. And we actually, I went into conversation with the people who just joined. I asked them, you know, we are all here together now. So how do you guys feel we should shape this? And how do you guys feel we should make a group setting work for dating that was also a very interesting thing to figure out so the next couple of months really the next couple of six eight months I was working a ton on understanding how groups work and how you are creating engagement in it and because that the, I have to be honest, the community manager is a really hard job to create a Facebook group and then make it active is very, very hard. And, um, even, even for, for, for dating, you know, it's people are shy and they don't want to put themselves out there. And it, it's completely understandable because it's a vulnerable, you're vulnerable in that moment when you do that. Um, you open yourself to complete strangers. And so there's this, you know, way I've figured out uh, what people makes them motivated to introduce themselves. And, and so, yeah, it was a big test phase and it still is. There's always phases. Um, but yeah, that's how we got started. And through this group, I met then my two co-founders, Sebastian, he is our developer, and also Kimberly. She joined about two and a half years ago. So I'm really glad that both of them are both just as passionate. And yeah, so that is how it, the things are 
started to roll with Sebastian. We are now working on, we were working on the website at first, which is still live and yeah, working on the app. And so this is all <laughs> one thing led to the next, basically. Well, that's the best way to do it. So you identified a niche, you identified a problem in that niche, and then decided to look at the best way for solutions. And although you might not know the best solutions right off the bat, you started asking your audience on yeah. feedback and what the things that they were wanted, which is actually really smart because when you bring your audience into the product and they help shape it, they feel more invested in it, which means that they're going to promote it to their friends, talk about it, and actually use it themselves. So I think that's a very smart way to do it, actually, a very, very smart way. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I feel like looking back, I understand, oh, that was really smart. But when I was actually doing this, I had really, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had no idea from entrepreneurship, really, but I was just so driven. I think that is, yeah. So I was very solution-orientated, thank you. So, yeah, and I, I think looking back, it makes all sense. But yes, you're right. It really motivated people. I We got a lot of offers for job positions. And I was like, oh, what? You want to work for us? Okay, cool. Or, or just volunteering projects. And people were really invested when we started our Indiegogo campaign. We had so many volunteers coming together for filming it. And I was amazed by how many people are just seeking for a solution that it was when I really realized as well how there's a big big need for this so yeah so why is it that we need to have a special app or a special website specifically for dating for digital nomads why can't we just use one of the regular dating apps that are out there what are the kind of the problems the exact challenges that make something like yours needed well, I guess it all starts with the mindset. So I guess the way most remote workers live or, or digital nomads live is that they have very free spirited. They know about their freedom. They want to create a life that, you know, is on their terms. And that's very different from the traditional route where you get married, you have a house, you have kids, and then you stay forever and you live for your job and not you live for your life, basically. And I think this is very much the nomad spirit. And it's really hard to find it, I believe, for most people within their own homes or where they grew up. Because, I, I mean, maybe you can relate, but for me, it was very much the same where I had to go out of home and away from my old society where I grew up in in order to get inspired, in order to be around people who understood me. And yeah, so, so this is one thing. And especially six years ago, when we just got started, it was even more difficult. I believe now it's much better because it's kind of, you know, the hype is up and people are really excited to learn more about this. But back then, especially, it was, it was rare. And so I decided to, you know, quit my apprenticeship that I started for three months. And because I, yeah, I thought I, maybe I fit in, but I didn't. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I left and I had to go to Thailand and to my first, to my first co-working space. And yeah, so I guess it's all about meeting people who are 
riding your wave. And that is uh, exactly what I wanted to create with the Facebook group in the first place to bring people together in one space where we each, and we come from different cultures, different languages, and but we share this uh, common interest. We are all here for for this thing for 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 finding another soulmate <laughs> in this case and to or just community friends who understand what you are going through and what your challenges are. And, well, in this case, dating is a big challenge. <laughs> and it's still, I guess for many, it still is. And Corona didn't make it easy either. But yeah, this is why, why we're creating this. And also other unique challenges might be that, you know, you may find someone who shares your values but then there's this happened to to a friend of mine she met someone amazing but then they had completely different plans and he already had a a visa for another country and so their plans their plans separated again and there's a lot of movement in this lifestyle that makes it challenging as well well i can definitely imagine finding someone wanting to be with them liking them as a person but then if your goals are very different or they want different things out of life or they don't understand what it's like to be a perpetual traveler and constantly on the move that could probably cause a lot of animosity between the relationship and although at the beginning maybe you can kind of close one eye and push through it i think long term it becomes very very difficult and i don't think you want to be in a relationship where there has to be so much sacrifice on one side or the other either the partner who has to travel but doesn't really want to or the partner who wants to travel but is made to stay put in one place because i certainly understand what you were talking about of not fitting in i left Canada as a teenager and knew right from the very beginning that I did not fit in. And when I did do my first trip when I was like 16 or 17 years old and I started meeting all of these people and seeing how they were living their lives and backpacking and being on the road, I was like, wow, I've met my people. Like finally, I met my people and fit in. So it is interesting to hear the same thing from you, someone from the other side of the world who had a similar experience in your life. And, you know, we all come together in this shared love of traveling and exploring the world. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really a story that I hear every single time when I, when I meet people from all different countries, they all, it's funny because they all escape from their own home and we want to travel there to, <laughs> to meet them. Yeah, but it's, it's, I guess, an escape a little bit as well. And I guess there's also a criticism that some people may see in this lifestyle that it's an escape. But maybe it is a little bit because you escape in order to find something, right? And in this case, many people... Yeah, they're just looking for a community and people who understand them. Well, I've heard this as well before. And, you know, you could look at my story or your story or anyone's story and say, oh, you're trying to escape. You're trying to run away from something. I've never been trying to run away from anything. I've been running towards stuff. I'm so curious. I'm so excited to find everything. If I'm going for a walk and you see the end of the road and it turns left and you can't see what it is, what's behind there, I want to go and see. Like I'm, I'm constantly going and trying to find what's around this corner, what's around that corner. You know, new countries, new cultures, new everything. I'm just curious. And that curiosity never left me. I, I mean, I blame a lot of 
public education and government-run schools and things like this because I think that they do take a lot of creativity around out of the kids and this curiosity out of the kids. And it's like yeah. if we don't have kids exposed to, you know, sit down, be quiet, raise your hand, this type of behavior over and over again, they can foster that creativity. That's why we went out there and created Expat International School. And side note, if you guys are interested in this, it's expatschool.io. We launched the new high school a couple of months ago. It has been going absolutely amazing. We have classes up and running. We have families having their kids in there and the feedback has been fantastic. So fully functioning school, ages eight to 19 years old, if you wanna travel, as I was saying, I travel with my family. This is a viable solution for the kids. That's incredible. That's really, really cool. And I may, that's just now uh, another person pops in my mind. I may have to connect you with because she's uh, as, like she's specializing with tra traveling families and it might be a really great source for, for her to share with her audience. But that's incredible. I love that. Okay, let's take a quick break. Recently, I started working with a new company in the insurance field. This is health insurance for expats and digital nomads. I really like the way that this company works. And you know what? Me and my family are using it. Now, I started working with people on insurance oof, probably about a year or so ago. And I was absolutely shocked when I heard what they were paying for insurance back in the United States. Now, when you move overseas, you're going to still need to have insurance. You're not going to want to use the local state-run medical system here. You're going to want to go private. Now, don't get scared. It's not going to cost you what it would in the States. You probably expect you can pay, I would say, maybe a third or a quarter. And same thing if you're a digital nomad. If you're traveling, if you're going from country to country, you certainly need health insurance. There is no question about this. Don't think that you're saving yourself money. That is a bonehead move. Make sure you get insurance. Even if you have insurance, see what they're covering, see what they're not covering. I get inpatient, outpatient, full medical, full dental. I think it's a half a million dollar deductible, drug plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a full, complete platinum plan. And our family is paying a quarter, a quarter of what you would be paying in the United States. So I'm really excited to be working with these guys. If you want to find out more information, all you need to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash insurance. Well, I'm all about creating solutions. And that's why I really liked your business because you saw a problem in the expat, in the digital nomad space. And you actually... In didn't just sit around complaining about it or, you know, I can't find a partner or look at this, everybody is crap. You actually went out there and was like, I'm going to help people. I'm going to build something. That's amazing. That's the entrepreneurial spirit that you mentioned before. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with it. You know, it's, it's when I realized actually Nomad Somates teach me so many things about myself. It was the first time I realized you can really you can really do anything if you just put your mind to it you really can and it doesn't really matter actually how hard it becomes when you understand how why you started in the first place and back then i got a lot of criticism really from 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 people like like i say they would say i would start way too early there's no critical mass but you have to realize that most of the time when when people criticize you they just i I don't know. I felt like they, they spurred me on even more because I wanted to prove them wrong. Like, no, you, that's, that's for sure. It, it for sure will work. <laughs> well, okay. So here's an important point. 
I mean, if you had waited until there was critical mass and then we had a black swan event like COVID, then then you started planning this or building this, you would have been too late. I mean, the last two years have been crap. And But look at, I mean, everyone in the digital nomad remote workspace business has just flourished. Like it's just exploded. But we all started long before COVID. Now people are like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Let's jump into this. We're years and years ahead of those people. And that's why we'll win. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And that's how ideas, I feel like, really flourish when uh, it's not as it's funny because sometimes they will, ah, you were just lucky, but it's actually a lot of hard work that goes into that beforehand, you know, some stuff that other people don't see. And that's okay that they don't see it. It should be like, yeah, but everybody will always discount your hard work as luck because they don't take responsibility for their own lives. I mean, what what is the saying? The harder I work, the luckier I get. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. don't let anyone discount your hard work. I mean, you saw vision, you saw a problem, and you went out there and tr- attempted to solve it. So don't let anyone discount that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think even with the COVID situation, I saw it as an advantage, not just for us, but really for everyone to step back a moment and to be able to, it's your chance at probably to change your life once more. And you're probably, many people probably are forced, but at the same time, I'm sure it is a positive side of everything. And uh, for us, well, people wanted to connect even more. It was actually really crazy that we wanted to meet our people in, in person. Sometimes we do run retreats and, and, and offline events as well, or parties and offline speed dating events. And we were like, hmm, what would it be like to have an online speed dating event? And so we started it and it was amazing. It was absolutely phenomenal. And we keep doing this now. So there's, I believe when you just look for the opportunities, then you will find them for sure. Well, the other thing that's really amazing is you didn't just be like, okay, I'm going to build the app, I'm going to get everything perfect, and then I'm going to launch. No, you launched with just a simple Facebook group and then have built there. So the app is actually just a new iteration of something that you're already doing. It's a progression, the next step. You didn't wait until everything was perfect and 100%, which I think that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into many, many times. You know, the... Perfection is the enemy of great, I think it is, something like this, the saying. It's like, you just need to get going. You need to start somewhere. And it can be so little. It really can be so little baby steps. And it's funny because for me, it always felt like it's this whole journey. One is leading to the next. So when uh, when we were building the app, it was that we met Kimberly. She is actually a relationship coach and a dating coach, but um, she's also incredibly good at, you know, building structures. And she was helping so much with the entire app process and, and the monetization models and every all, all that. She's the brain of the app, but some something I probably wouldn't be as strong as because I, I guess I'm more... Uh, she is too, but I'm more creative and more more with my mind and, and come up with ideas and 
we both are but at this point i feel like it was a blessing that we meet, met her and she was just asking for a volunteering position and it turned out amazing and now she's our co-founder so <laughs> you know it's one one it's this shared shared opportunities where you also and it was big learnings for me too to be okay with giving away things that it was really difficult for me at first to it was my baby and now I have to share with others that's another thing that I learned about entrepreneurship but you can't do it all alone and I really realized this that uh, when Sebastian and Kimberly stepped in and wanted to really be part of this I, under, I understood this is much bigger than than just me and so giving up control and and realizing that you're not Superman or Superwoman and you can't do everything yourself is a challenging step. Certainly one that I have faced many times in my journey as well. Having a team of people to support you is super, super important. I think we have seven people who now work for Expat Money and we're growing all the time. And I would not be able to do this show and the newsletter and our Facebook group and all of the stuff that we do if I did not have people to support me every single day, there's no question about it. You know, it's the difference between having something as a hobby and having something as a full-time business where you can actually change the world. Uh, you said that beautifully. <laughs> so I want to get into a little bit more about the events, the the activities, the the groups, these types of things. I'm curious about like what has people's been reaction been? Have they found love have they met connections has this worked like what has been the experience of the user themselves okay so there's a lot of questions that don't <laughs> um i kind of i, <laughs> I, I asked i i threw a wide net and then you can pick up whichever ones you think are best gonna fit so there we go i guess i start with the activities because i guess that's where it all starts with the connections and so yeah like i said before we tried different things like just online activities within the groups, small group games, throwing out like um, just location shout outs can be super tiny, small. Again, um, location shout outs, who is in, I don't know, Miami, in Bali, in, in Ubud, Thailand. And so people would comment underneath that and some of them would also meet up. Uh, so we had a couple of times that we had some groups coming together. It was not just dating, but really if there were more people in one city, then we had definitely also a group people to get um, a group coming together. So did you moderate stuff like that or did you just allow it to just flow naturally and organically and you just set it up and then let it go? No. So yes and no. With you definitely need to have group rules. You can't just people can't just come in and have nomad soulmates events. You definitely need to ask for permission and and then if you want to have an official nomad soulmates event, that is one thing. But if you're just looking to connect with people in your location, then really um, approve this post. There's no question ask, of course. It's and then there's this approval thing. So luckily, Facebook has this feature where people can submit their post and the admins can allow or deny it. And I'm very grateful that this is there because we receive a lot of promotional posts as well, you know, and to keep a group quality, you know, to keep that alive, 
we uh, we definitely need to see every single post. And with the group growing, this became a much bigger challenge and something that Kim helps me out a lot. We're, we're a really good team at that now. Over the time, Facebook also has some features that they ping you when you, you know, there's when they realize some members against the rules. And so I guess you want to be just really clear on what your rules are and then go from there. Um, for us, yes, location shout outs, casual group meetups, or just, you know, with all the profile introductions we have, people want to make connections where they are, or where they're going. That's all completely fine and allowed. What's not allowed in our group is DMing people without asking for permission, for example. Women get that a lot from, from men, and we want to try at least to protect them as much as possible. Of course, also men, but it's just something that we see that sometimes happens. And with every person, so I guess, for example, again, when people want to join our community, they have to, have to fill out these questions, we as admins can validate better if you fit to the group setting or not. And yeah, and so once once that once you're part of the community, then then you can go from there. But from about a hundred people, for example, we have to fish out almost half of them, like fifty percent, where we realize they're either spam profiles, pages, and not real people. You know, with dating, I feel this whole this whole flight, especially in the beginning, it was really difficult to to see okay who is a nomad who isn't then you have this conflicts of yourself where it's like how oh, am i too rational here right now i'm feeling really bad that i'm excluding this person but it's becoming more normal over time and you need those rules to have in place in order to build a quality community that's for sure and then yeah so i guess everything is building up from there and with our activities, so I, I guess I wanted to just after in 2017, that was, yes, where I really wanted to meet our people in real life. So we always were hanging out online and we had these activities within the group, um, location shout outs, interest and value matching. You know, at one time I was matching people with Excel sheets. <laughs> that was when I haven't met Sebastian yet. And it was really funny, but also very exhausting. Anyways, and so I went on, I was like, what would it be like if we met for a retreat? And so, yeah, a few people were like, oh, that's an amazing idea. We would love to meet people in person, like a, a real Nomad Soulmates retreat. And so we made this happen in 2017 in Bansko, which is a really lovely town in Bulgaria. It's also, I think, now one of the rising stars for uh, co-working um, to meet other co-workers. So, yeah, and then we, we met, we talked to the co-working space in, in Bansko and we made it happen together. They organized activities for us. We went to hot springs together. We we all of them were beginner skiers. It was this theme of, you know, um, skiing in the mountains and, and, and enjoying the winter together for a week. And everybody flew in and I was like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and it was just, it, I didn't want it to be 
a, a dating event or something like this, not no pressure. I just wanted to have people from our community come together, gather and have a good time. And it's funny, I feel like when you're bringing like-minded people together in such setting, it feels like we can be vulnerable with each other, we can be friends, and it, it was so easy to connect with all of them, really. It's like, wow. <laughs> and after a couple of weeks or months after that, I heard that two of the group members who were in that retreat were started dating, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and now they have a really beautiful daughter. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. So it's like one of the stories I love sharing because it's uh, beautiful. That's something that was just such a natural flow of an event that we were able to set up in, in Bansko. And that's this happened. It was oh, crazy. So I went back to Bansko actually last winter and I met them and I met their girl for the first time when we we're sitting there and she was playing around. It was crazy actually. And I, it reminded me why I started, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> well, allowing things to just go organically and naturally and not be like, okay, like try to central plan everything where it's like, you have to be with you or, you know, you have this type of criteria, so you two should be together. Just kind of setting the stage and then let people naturally make their own decisions and spend time with whom they want and let it all kind of flow natural, I think is certainly the way to go about it. So that's really exciting to hear that after you did set the stage, it has impacted and changed people's lives in a massive way. Yes, yeah, it, it certainly did. And I remember our first couple who met through the Facebook group. That was, I think, in the first year or so before. Yeah, I think in the first year of running Nomad Soulmates group. That just gave me that they sent me a video, actually, which was, wow, okay, <laughs> amazing. And they, they, that, that gave me that validation of, wow, when this can happen for one person, what would happen if we scale this even further and bring even more people together? What if this could really work? And and so, yeah, over time, we now have married couples and, and one person just shared with me, Sarah Grout is her name. She shared, wow, when I first um, entered the Facebook group, I actually met my husband in the first two days. And I was like, wow, okay, we really have to feature her story still. That is incredible. It's just really, really nice that, you know, people are so open for this. So how do you see Nomad Soulmates progressing? What are What's on the, the roadmap, on the path forwards for the company now? So with the Facebook group there and the online speed datings there, we now... Um, the, the next step we took was building the dating app, or let's say that was always in progress in the last two years. So that is really what we're focusing on now because Facebook is all great. But what is a shame is that when people create introduction intro, intros and they're sometimes really long and very detailed and very, very beautiful, they, because of the Facebook algorithm, they are going down, right? With every new post, another post goes further down. So um 
we tried to minimize this problem with hashtags. Um, hello, uh, hello, soulmates, uh, or let's catch up, you know, something like this to, in order to find those posts again. But that was again one of the reasons where we like very excited about an app, um, where those posts wouldn't just vanish, that they would actually be able to filter people who are going to be where they are right now or if they want to go to another city or town that they can also search for people there and yeah so i guess the app is now what we really focus on when where we want a lot of um, feedback on to to really make sure that this is a, a a product that serves well and and gives people happy stories <laughs> amazing and is the app really just about dating or are people also making friendships? Are they traveling with one another? Is it a good place to figure out who is in a destination or who's going a certain direction on a nomad path and find other people to travel with? How does this work? Yeah, 100%. So yes, we are a singles group, but that doesn't mean that we cannot find friendships. And we believe that a soulmate is just not one single person, but it can definitely be your dog, you know, your friends. And so we want to make this very community orientated as well. So in the future, there will, in the future, there will be other features that are for group settings and events and activities that you can do with a couple of people really and and if or if you just want to meet someone for a travel body or you know tra traveling to a country that's maybe not so safe and you want to just be with another person to experience it then you can definitely do this as well yeah well i remember when i started traveling back in 2000 i would go to youth hostels and that's where we would meet other travel buddies always youth hostels, and then you would go one direction. But I figure with technology in the world, there has to be better opportunities than that to start traveling. I've been, I haven't traveled solo in many, many, many years, but there's got to be technological solutions that are a little bit more efficient than, you know, you're just the person who's sitting next to you on the bunk bed. I mean. Yeah, we do our best. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, we try to really encourage people to make connections with complete strangers. And second, that is why I believe group activities are great because it's a natural, again, a natural setup. And I believe most nomads are very excited actually about activities. And so we're really looking forward to that meetup feature that's coming. And so that you're not just meeting someone from the next bunk bed, but yeah. And also, you know, if you want to be matched with other people who are joining destinations that you plan to go to, we're um, super excited that people like the, the travel matching that we do. So yeah, there's some, and if anyone is listening, has a great idea, please DM me because, you know, also sitting in my bubble and thinking, but that, that might be a, I might not think of something that someone else is thinking of. So <laughs> brilliant. Aline, I love it. Amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. If people want to get involved, if they want to join your group, if they want to download the app, where can we send them? So the app you will find in the app store at Nomad Soulmates. And the group you will as well find if you type in Nomad Soulmates. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to me, you can 
just simply send me either a message on Facebook or under Aline at nomadsomates.com. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Mikkel. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview. I certainly had a ton of fun recording it for you. Now, if you are listening to the podcast and you're hearing this message, then what I want you to do is go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash YouTube, and you can actually check out the video of the interview that you just listened to. We're now putting out all of our interviews on YouTube. This is brand new for us. We just started a few weeks ago. We're going to be doing, hopefully, all of our interviews going forwards on YouTube. But more than that, we're going to be creating original content on YouTube. So as I go out there and travel the world, as I build my business and visit foreign real estate and foreign gold vaults and stock markets and different projects around the world, I'm going to do my best to film everything and create original content, which will only be found on YouTube. So if you guys want to show your support, go to expatmoneyshow.com forward slash YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Very important. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out all the original content that we have going on there. It's completely free and we really appreciate your support. That's it. Have an amazing week. I will see you next Wednesday on the podcast. We got an awesome interview coming up and I hope you enjoy. Okay. See you next week. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels. I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time, go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.